Hello and welcome to the Philosopher's Quest podcast. Uh, you're here with me, Rob Davidson, and me, Patrick Farmer. And we want to welcome you to the conversation today. Patrick, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Value creation. Value creation. All right. So um, to give you a brief on kind of the show and as it evolves, uh, so the whole point of this podcast is to give our audience uh, an opportunity to kind of sit at the table as me and Patrick, we think through these things that are just so integral into how we're bettering ourselves and pushing ourselves forward and kind of these, these core principles um, that we're seeing are uh, shared across cultures and uh, across nations. And so we thought that, yes, last podcast, what was our topic? It was we on the, talk, we were talking the observing, about observing the observing the self. Yeah, and yeah. the ego. And so now, this week, we're going to talk about uh, value creation. So, what is value? Before I get into it, Patrick, what, what value? What is that to you? That's a really good question. Um, value is anything that enhances someone's life marginally. Okay. That's the way that I, and I just came up with that in this moment. This moment, okay. <laughs> Value in itself is abstract, but it's also extremely practical. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think uh, defining what value is can get a little weird sometimes because it's sure. so, uh, how it's used in the moment changes so much. But there's also kind of this core concept that travels, however you use the word, whether or not we're looking at the stock exchange or entrepreneurship or you know, uh, relationship support, or impact on community, sure. you know, um, there's still a core concept of what this value is. And to me, I almost best see value uh, describing itself in the change. So it's something that's so much more evident when you see it at work versus at rest. Because I think at, by nature, um, there could definitely be something to be said for uh, uh, value is not something that is stagnant, but rather it's this continuous process and uh, this, this flow of energy throughout the world. And creating value is out of all of the possible opportunities through how that energy flows, that you had a touch point to move it in one direction or the other, you chose to impact the world positively. And that is a decision of creating value. And this happens both on the super small interpersonal scale, even within yourself, but then this also happens at the universal mm-hmm. scale. Um, Patrick, you have initial, you've been smiling as I've been going through this. Uh, what, are, what are your initial thoughts? I, I'd love to talk more and more about this, but one of the things that I want to talk about is there is... A, a characteristic of value that is like an approximation. Mm-hmm. You're approximating and you're learning. So it's, just, and again, we don't have to get into this right now. We can get into this as the podcast goes on. But I think the whole idea, there's a, there's a, there's a dark side of it as well of like, you can think you're adding value and actually you're doing horrible damage. Yeah. You know? That's great. And so that's, I don't know if that's where we want to start the podcast, but that's definitely something that we want to talk about as well because, um, and you can truly believe you're being selfless and, and do end up doing terrible harm. No, I think you're actually bringing up something that's a, a, a great segment into getting into the core of what we're talking about. Like, why does this matter? Right. Yeah. And so to really start to, to kind of shift through that starting at and looking at like what are the nuances in which uh, value is not as it is I think is a great starting point yeah so you're talking about value um, Mm. and how our perception of that value is extremely relative right it is relative and it also depends on who we care about you know so like for instance 
Um, if we're talking about and we think about, um, you know, 18th century or 17th century England, they could believe the bourgeoisie of, the, of that time <laughs> could believe that they were adding immense value to them, you know, to themselves oh and to their community. Yes. But they were depriving and, and the world of a lot of things. They were de depleting resources from all around the world. Um, and so I think that that's, I think that can be kind of one of the things that's interesting. And it's really interesting to me how much this conversation of adding value, at least right now in my mind, relates so entirely to how we understand uh, our political systems and our yeah, economic systems. Yeah. So like, and, and what that has, what the impact has. And there's, a, I mean, there's a lot to talk about there in terms of what kind of some of the modern problems are that we have, 21st century problems we have are, and almost every single one of those problems came from a group of people that truly believed that they were adding huge amounts of value. You know, so and that doesn't just happen. You know, as we look back through history and see these huge gaping class differences that create like just deranged perspective differences here. Yeah, um, but that happens on the day to day. So many times, uh, Patrick and I uh, talking to the audience now, uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be talking through a, a concept, and then we'll find that we'll, we'll, we're talking about the exact same thing. But our perspectives and coming to that were okay, from different angles. polar, polar opposites yeah. sometimes. And that in itself is a reflection of how um, the, there are two kinds of value uh, when it comes to how we see it and experience it. Mm -hmm. And it's from a relative instance, which is knowable only in some out as the experiences that led up to the decision. Right and its impact, mm -hmm. um, and then there's absolute value, which is looking at um, the entire scale as a whole. Yeah, and you get more into kind of a macroeconomics implications. Which it's I would say human beings in general are really really masterful at thinking about groups and mm -hmm. thinking about in terms of what benefits a certain group, and it's extremely challenging for us to be able to move outward and outward and outward. So like it's it's easy for me to feel the value added if I was talking about our relationship. Mm -hmm. It's harder then to feel it if I'm talking about people that maybe my neighbors or something I don't know. You know, it gets even harder when it comes to just people within within the state that I live in. It gets even harder when I'm talking about just people that are in the same race. And then you keep going out and you go out towards, you know, maybe animals, and then towards plants. It's like, at what point do we start to think, okay, the value that we're adding, is this, is this adding an entire ecosystem? Or is this uh, benefiting, you know, what's the degree of which it's benefiting? And that's, and that's a challenging thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's not, I don't, again, I don't think that's the normal way that human beings operate. Of we can, not. but it's, and there's, and again, if, if there's, if you are like me, you know, if I can totally understand if, if you're not necessarily maybe the most concerned with the things that are crazy outside of you, you know, maybe there, there was a huge explosion that just happened in, in Lebanon. Oh. Yeah. Or in Lebanon. I I'm think it was sorry. Lebanon. You, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking of, I might be thinking of the city, not yeah. Belize, the country. It's a, yeah. what a, what I that? forget which one it was. But you may be in a position where you don't care that much, you know, where it's like it just doesn't really actually affect you. And um, Beirut, that, that's what I was Beirut, trying to Yeah, and that may, um, that may be a little bit disturbing, but that's just part of being a, a human being. We were, we've evolved to, to care about small, close-knit groups, about 100 people. That's what, that's what we're capable of. But uh, I think I would also, so, on the flip side of that, I would also love to point out the trend that human beings are progressively moving uh, outward, learning to understand what a global or a larger chunk of their perspective, having empathy and caring about uh, a network outside of their immediate. Yeah. Right? And, and I, 
I want to say this, as a millennial, I'm at the very tail end of being a millennial, I have such respect and reverence for the Gen Z uh, generation. And I see as I, as I talk to them and as I you know, interact with them on social media and everything, these are, I think, a group of people that truly understand you know, global impacts and mm. what it means to globally uh, you know, have an impact. And um, I wanna say if, if, you know, if there are any Gen Z's listening to the podcast, like, it, I can just tell you, you know, my hope, our hope is, is, in, is in you guys as much as it is in us. And, and uh, I know a lot of the things that, you know, we're talking about in terms of issues and values that we want, um, that, that we're gonna get it done together. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, but that's true for any generation. I, but I just see that with the younger generation so much that's so admirable. Yeah, their 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 concern for you know eliminating climate change. No, I think things. you're exactly talking on a, a a trend within the difference of uh, the first kind of foundational piece of how to create value is awareness. And so yeah. we're seeing a cultural change Shift. in yeah. how much awareness is the average. Joe got and yeah. more and more we're seeing that there's an upward trend which is something I love because I'll point out all the time as kind of a uh, a, a quick and easy argument against people who are uh, doomsdayers <laughs> or <laughs> we're in the end times so I was like if you guys think about it we we don't execute people in the circus anymore that's not something we we do as a culture Yes, you know that's definitely that's good. You know, and yes, there are places in the world where horrible stuff is happening, but it's not. It's no longer happening in where civilization is changing the most. So it's like, but but it is happening in the places in which capitalism is having an effect. Yes. You know, and that's yes. and that's what's concerning. We, yeah, we, it's not, no, and I'm not saying capitalism. I was more of saying like. You've seen like this transition of like with Rome, with from Greece to Rome, or from the Middle East to Greece to Rome to uh, France, Germany to England, like this movement of the West as being this um, kind of this constant innovation and kind of centralization of culture in a lot of areas. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the metrics I look at of like. Okay, so theoretically, if we look at the most advanced in our civilization, sure. looking at what they find culturally appropriate is going to be an indicator of what the rest of the world finds culturally appropriate 50 to 100 years later. Yes. And I think that's going to change and that time could get smaller as we grow and uh, technology and culture yeah. exponentially increases, our awareness increases, yeah. but ultimately it's I just think, a metric. Right? I, and I, and I want to make a distinction here. Because I think that there's, it's not inherently that the most civilized, co- you know, no, countries I, I have the value or anything like that. But I think, at least from my perspective, and correct me, please, uh, it's that there are certain areas that allow for for the smartest people or the most ingenuitive people to think, mm-hmm. and those people radically change things. So, for instance, it's not Greece. That, that change things, but it's Plato, it's Aristotle, it's Socrates, it's yeah, school you know, it's, of Athens. It's right. the school of Athens. It's the it's there's a there's specific places, you know, but um, that doesn't I, I still think that that doesn't mean there there isn't legitimacy maybe within a lifestyle of a different culture. Of you course. Know, and I'm not trying to value in invalidate, but rather just looking at one touch point. It's one of the rocks above water. Sure. Um, or you know, at, it's at one point in which we can look at what sea level is. Yeah. Right. And so there's going to, there's a lot of ups and downs in this ocean that we're trying to traverse. Yeah. And ultimately, all we're trying to do is raise old boats. Right? Correct. That's exactly right. So that's really what we want. And and the thing is that um, maybe and that can happen little, from anywhere. It right. Can, yeah. But maybe what's a little bit elusive is that the positive and negative effects can be so intimately tied 
him, we don't know. You know, mm-hmm. and especially over, let's talk about over time, you know. So, so and again, let me, let me just yeah. make this statement really fast. As uh, we are communicating and talking, and, and as we're thinking about all these things, uh, I don't think we ever told you this intention that we want, but, but Rob and I are constantly meditating on these things. We're constantly thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so this is an evolving process, just like how we're talking about value and our understanding of value being evolving. Um, and what that means is that um, you are part of that. As a listener, you are grafted into that process. And the reason why we're having this discussion is because we want you to be involved. Yeah. So take the ideas, don't take anything we say, of course, at face value, but contemplate it. You know, talk to yourself about what, what, is, what is value. So think, so think for a moment, if you would, uh, about this idea of adding value. Basically, adding value is changing something. You cannot add value if you do not change something. But if you change something, how can you be entirely sure that the change is all for the better? Yes. There are things. So exactly. So there are is... things that are also um, in, for the negative. So so think think on that for for a while. Contemplate that. Again, we're going to maybe give some answers as well, but. Um, we're definitely not exhausting this. We're going to probably be thinking about this a lot just later this week. Yeah. After so, we and the conversation. That, that's, that's important. It's like we never want to come off as having the absolute decision on any of this. But rather, we're in the process of just trying to learn as much as we can and uh, opening up the, the table. The dialogue. To, the dialogue to, to you guys and being a part of that. Uh, we could not be more ecstatic. To having that those opportunities, so yeah, we invite we'll, you to we invite you to yell at us even. <laughs> you know, I don't know about that, but uh, all in positivity. But yeah. you know, sometimes you got to flip some tables over. Yeah, um, sometimes you do, and it's like we understand that our perspective is limited, and so sometimes we miss things that, like both me and Patrick, throw will say that we're coming from things from different directions. We just miss things, you know, collectively, and so uh, we would love to hear. Uh, fill in our blind sides yeah. or bring your own unique innovations and thought processes to the table. We'd love yeah, to and when talking about value, we might as well talk about this for a second. What's the value of this? You know, it's it's entertaining. That's true. It's maybe a couple. You know, the the hour hour and a half of a, of a really good time listening and and it's a winsome conversation. But the real value is when you can take something that you know someone else is saying I love this, and yeah. actually apply it to yourself. I think that if you don't, if, if we don't do that, and I, I want to include myself, if we're not taking the information that we're learning, you know, and actually applying it, it's it's useless. And we're going to get into a little bit more of that. But um, yeah, so like that's really what I want to challenge you with is is. I'm not just talking about value because I think it's an interesting idea. I'm, I'm talking about value because I think it's an integral part of what it means to live a good life. Exactly. You know? and, and so as we're kind of talking about this, it's a little bit esoteric. It's a little bit uh, high in the clouds. But when it comes down to it, it's like extremely practical. It's extremely practical. Yeah. Every, I would say every single action that we do, or at least the, the guiding principles, should be around adding value. Mm-hmm. And so let's take a step back because we're kind of. No, I wanna, I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna take a step back, but I'm gonna use what we were talking about. To okay, go for it. You do. So, so we're talking about these different areas and different effects of change, and what causes like this relative change, as well as the, what then causes the positive or negative consequences, both in the short term and long term, yeah. right? Like. You know, maybe the world needed the human race and the entire universe needed the explosion of um, the atom bomb, the atom bomb of the oil industry of all of these things. But now we're at a point to also change from that, and so looking at change is a crucial part of this. is huge, but I would even go even further to say, look at the nuances of areas in which you had strategic growth um, in positive areas. Um, Areas of scientific, cultural, and spiritual innovation um, were, thank you so much, Patrick. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of these were uh, cultural uh, kind of gathering areas. Jerusalem, I know for sure, it was a giant one. Mm-hmm. The, India, for uh, sure. Alexandria, right? 
the uh, the gold trade in Africa. All of these were areas in which you had high masses of multiple cultures coming melding. together and melding. And the U.S. in many ways has been this for hundreds of years, you know. And I hope us to continue that trend. Um, and so we see that there are different variances of any one valuable output, right? And so we're seeing that, you know, I could, you know, just be a good friend to Patrick. And that has some X of value creation in that change. And then um, uh, Albert Einstein could invent the theory of relativity and create X value from that, like a different X. Right, so any one output based on what we put in. And so oh. we're seeing that there's a very relative process of what creates the differences in values. Yeah. Before we get into that, yeah. like you're saying, let's yeah. step back and look at what causes those changes in yeah. that, the, that value creation yeah. and the positive and negative consequences yeah. and look at, you know, why does this matter? Yeah. Right? So we have uh, two kinds of ways that as an individual we can create value. Right? It's from a me focus or a we or other focus, right? And so you have this egocentric. So this is going to build off a little bit of our last episode. Um, so if you want to kind of catch up on our kind of thoughts on egoism and the observing self and separating those, I invite you to jump back. Um, so we have the, the egocentric way. And then we have the other, the alter, the altruistic so that comes from the Latin root alter, A-L-T, I think it's A-R, but I would, my uh, spelling in ancient languages is, isn't perfect. Um, and so the entire process is to think of, so when we make anyone's decision, we have a choice, right? Is, am I going to make this choice for myself or am I going to make this choice for the rest of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we look at why does this matter? I, we, we have to look at the roles that human beings have in the universe. And I think this really gets down into what's really neat about the small relative changes that we can put. Because as I said before, like compared to Albert Einstein in creating the theory of relativity, me being a good friend to Patrick is a relatively low output of value creation. But the system in which we live in required that for Patrick to fulfill everything that Patrick's required to do. Yeah. And then Patrick then fulfilling everything he needs to do within our system then allows everything else that he operates in, those systems to work. And those systems that are made up of greater and more complex systems and affect other systems. And all of these systems are built on top of each other, interconnected with all of them into the great system of our entire impactful universe anything that can can impact itself and so this could even extend to alternate dimensions so there's concepts that you know there is infinite realities right so anything that we do in this one could affect others as well and so we find ourselves in this in this yeah. spot where creating value practically has an infinite ceiling but any value creation and change we make in our day-to-day -day at the small, smallest or medium-ish level, because we can even look at the cells and atoms having an intended value creation pathway, yeah. right? Sure. So we're looking at these, these scopes and saying, what well, seems like everything's kind of dependent on everything else. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing's existing in a vacuum here. You know, there's stars thousands of light years away that are affecting the earth with their gravitational effects. Yeah. You know, so that in the same way is how we affect each other interpersonally, right? And how we have relationships within our core self. Sure. Right? And so it seems to lend itself, before I even get into any kind of concept of like a moral obligation, but it seems like based on just how the universe is built, our job is to be the best part of that universal system as we can. I'm going to hit that tennis ball over to you, Patrick. What are your... Um, 
So like, so what, I think I think I'm leaning into like purpose. Yeah, I think those things are, are really uh, good in terms of the abstract, and it's just a fundamental thing to con- contemplate how, how our effect, how we affect um, others, and to a degree, there's there's a there's a huge thing. So like, um, I think it necessitates a relationship with how we look at creating value. Yes, but I think the whole idea of the multiverse maybe. Is, is I'm of, ready for it, dude. Okay, I'm yeah, ready for and, it. and I like that. I th- I think that there are things that we do definitely that have an effect on the multiverse. I so, think, but I think who I think is so who is we, right? And so this is where I, I want to push us of like if we are collectively part of an interdependent system. Yeah. Then everything we do impacts everything. Because so they, but not to the same severity. No, there's obviously a marginal. So that's why that's what that's what I'm talking about here. So. No, but for instance, if I'm a douchebag to you one day, to the point where you it, it screws up your emotions sure. and you get fired. Yeah. Dude, ripples happen. Yeah, part of that is what we call karma. Part it's <laughs> karma, the butterfly effect, God's yeah. providence, like it's yeah. all. You know, it's definitely the way that we think and behave, uh, the way we speak, has a profound effect um, on our neighbors, but mostly actually more than anything else on ourselves. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I, I kind of want to back up a little bit. But what, what, what we're doing there is changing the environment that we're living in constantly, and by that, creating an impact. So, how we live even within yeah. ourselves changes, like, uh, our family. So if yeah, you if you go on this journey of self betterment, sure, right, your family very much could have you, better yeah. relationships with people, not even including you, but because you are a positive impact on them, they then had the opportunity to create positive impacts for others. Yeah, and that's why I think why does this matter is because we have an effect. There's an effect. And, and that's, I think what I want to transition to is, and I agree with you. So I think when, when, we, when we're talking about these things, really what it ultimately comes down to is how is my, how are my thoughts, actions, deeds, how are all of these things impacting myself and the people around us? You know, so the, the, one of the main things about this podcast is that we're world building. We're talking about building a world. Um, and that's something that every single person does every time that a thought enters into their mind, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's such an integral part of what it means to be human that you can't really split it apart. We are, we are value creators. So, and so then what we need to step back and do is we need to actually investigate for a second and say, what are the things that benefits us? And by us, I, I mean... Let's, let's just talk about uh, the planet at large because I think that that's really, really where we're at in the, tw- in the 21st century. So yeah. one of the things that actually benefit the, the, the uh, planet at large, and that can be a complicated thing. Mm-hmm. Things, everything is, like you said, integral, uh, inter- interconnected. And because of that, things that, there, are such, there are such profound effects. You can have great effects in one place. You know, here... We live in, in uh, basically the West, I would still say. Yeah. Um, there's, there's all these beautiful things in terms of having all of these wonderful um, you know, material items. But what, what effects does that have? Is that, is that helping boost up other economies? Sure. Yeah, there, there's definitely that. Is that depleting uh, the world of a lot of resources? Potentially, yes. Is that causing pollution? Uh, yes, is that helping to promote global warming? Yes, is that uh, causing the endangerment of species? Yes, is that causing us to have a state of, instead of having a whole wide variety of, of plants and animals, we have a very small area. Yeah. They call that homogenization, where yeah. instead, of, instead of having a whole bunch of things, you have a, a, a little amount. And that's a huge issue, because you talk about with homogenization, you, you have the increase uh, uh, problems of, you know, basically uh, plights and diseases. You know, we're living in a time of disease right now that's brought on by this 
deep level of uh, interconnection. And so, so we're living in an age where I think things are advancing at such a rate that it can be easy to, to be like, oh, you know, how, how can we do this? So I think the, the task that we're set on here, and this, and I, and I wanna say this in terms of individuals, but it's also a value of a collective. What we need to do as a species yeah. is, is that the generations before us made decisions that had an effect on the climate. Maybe they didn't even know. Maybe they did know. Maybe they didn't care. You know, all those things. But at that, at this rate, well, it, and I don't want to get morose for no reason. And this is why I go into maybe we needed to be at that point so that we could change. Who could know? Who could know? But all I know is that we're. It it doesn't matter one way or the other. What it does matter is is that we're we're in a certain time and we have certain problems, and now we have the duty, the obligation. But but more than that, also the blessing to be able to to change things for the better. You know, to be that the the group that leaves the next generation better off. This is to me, it's it's the fundamental aspect of what makes the American dream so beautiful. When you say, how can I make the the world better for the people that are following me? You know, and so we're young. We're really young, twenty five, twenty four, and. Um, we're starting off our careers, we're starting off the way we're thinking in terms of how can we have the biggest positive impact? How can we change the things that maybe, maybe are problematic for the better? Everybody, I think, has a different thing. Everybody has something different on their heart that weighs different on their heart on how, how they want to help impact the world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for some people, it may be that they've had a very deep spiritual connection with, with God, you know, maybe through a religious organization, maybe just through meditation or whatever. And they want to be able to spread that to other people. They want other people to experience and be a part of um, something that they've tapped into, you know, for maybe somebody else. It's uh, that they have a passion for, you know, steel, steel and, and creating steel and all those things and they see all the ways in which our society needs steel and that's something that's really impactful to them and, they, and they're thinking about that um, you know for some other people you know Rob uh, it, it's about how can how can I create value to other people and their companies through media and through advertisement and mm -hmm. through and through helping getting the word out that's a huge thing you know, um, the, the thing that's been really pressing on my heart in terms of the value that I want to add in to the world is I want to help the ecosystem. I've always loved the woods. I've always loved animals. And I've always wanted to um, improve those things, you know. And thinking, and I know a lot of people are, there, there's a heavy heart people are having right now about what's going on in the Amazon um, at this time. And it's, it's, you know, it's a horrible thing, you know? So that's, that's one thing where for me, that's the value that I want to add. It's like, this is a, this is a wonderful, wonderful um, place. And it's full of so much diverse life. Um, and I, I personally, I, I know that there's, there's good and bad in everything, but um, to, add, to add value the way that I see it is to, is to restore the planet, is to restore it back to health. To, to build back the vegetation, those things. Um, so I think, it, I think it really does change um, for, for everyone. But I think one of the things that really matters is starting with a place of humility and researching, of saying, of, of addressing the current moment, okay? Looking at the current moment when, what are the actual problems that are going on? You know, what are, so what are the needs? That are going on, and then also, what are the what are the problems that have been created? Maybe we created through our last through our last thing. You know, it's iterative, iterative, and we're iterating not just through our own lifetime. We're iterating through generations. Yes, and and we're picking up the the iteration now of the former generation, um, and we we want to basically uh, be resources of redemption. So one of the big things for both of us is is that we grew up. Christian, right? Mm -hmm. And the paradigm of Christianity is a very deep, intrinsic thing for us that we want to be able to use and 
and help. And maybe you had a different paradigm that you grew up in. But it's also not to say that we're not going to also take resources from, from all sorts of other ones. Exactly. But that's but I'm saying that that's one that we, we see. And one of the main points within Christianity in terms of value that's added is this idea of redemption. Mm-hmm. Redemption is the idea that something can be bad, something can be foul, something can be in, in, a, in disarray. And part of what makes us uh, God-like in our ability, that is to say created in the image, is that we are able to take something that's, that's bad and we're, we're able to redeem it. And that's sort of what we are talking about now. So this, re- this process of, of redemption, of seeing the things that maybe aren't the best. Raising the vibrational frequency. Of raising the vibrational f- frequency, definitely. Definitely. Or whatever it is, taking responsibility, however you want to see it. But um, just making something better, enhancing a system, however you want to see it. Um, but that's really what this whole concept is about. It's like, well, here, h- how can we as individuals... And how can we as a collective add that value in? And part of it is also just taking responsibility, right? Of, of saying, oh, wow, you know what? What I'm doing now <laughs> has a huge impact, not only for the, for the, for the good, but also for, for bad. And we can't be in a place where we just start in an action. We have to act. We, they're, they're, we're in a position where we have to take responsibility and move forward. And I think that's why sedentary lifestyles are so unhealthy for people. One of the many reasons. Yes. One of the many reasons. I think it's also why it's so depressing. We, we as humans want to improve things. I think we want to be moving things forward. Um, and yes, it's nice to improve our own personal life, but oh my gosh, do we, we need to improve yeah, each other's lives. For instance, so if we look at the neg- the neutral, short-term positive, long-term negative, or just net negative interaction of the Amazon and how we're treating that, right? Uh, on the same, on the flip side, something that could impact everyone is um, huge leaps in efficiency to desalination. That would be world-changing. Yeah, tell us about that. So desalination is the process of taking salt out of water. Yeah. So, the entire planet has a limited amount of nutrition, like like not toxic water. Um, the issue is that we would have a lot more access to that if it wasn't salt water. And so the process of taking salt water to fresh drinkable water, I think represents to me an enormous opportunity. Yeah. Um, and however that looks like. Um, I even just had the idea of you know, what is the amount of lift needed to outweigh uh, the, the weight of solar panels? Mm. Um, because theoretically, if there is a way to, per, to produce enough energy so that the solar panels lift themselves up and then produce more net positive energy, theoretically we could do the flying, hanging cities of Babylon of having desalination because one of the ways to do desalination is to collect uh, evaporated water Mm. right so that's happening all over our oceans Mm. right so if we have a way to collect energy without spending energy which is if you can use solar panels to do that which is theoretically getting us closer and closer to being a level one civilization have you heard of the ranks of the civilizations Yeah. yeah it's stuff like that it's like there's, there's opportunities for human beings to make enormous impact yeah. that are net positive. And we are at the point where it's like, we don't have to take compromised actions yeah. it, when it comes to global impact anymore. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're at that point where yeah. we can make choices that are universally positive and yeah. not just like, well, that's really good for, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. one thing. 18th of the population and everyone else has to suffer. Yeah. I want to talk, I want to hit a little bit harder. I could talk about water for a lot, but I'm, I'm going to hit a little bit harder about um, how we use resources and what actual human needs are and what makes us happy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I think one of the issues that we're having right now is that you, when you talk about all these things, which are, which is really a wonderful, wonderful construction about how we can improve things for generations to come, right? That's one way of thinking about value added, right? Because there's many, many ways. Uh, we could also think in terms of, you know, how's that? How is value added in terms of? Uh, what are we getting out right now? I think most of the time when, when, we, when it comes to, to, to the capitalistic version system that we're working in now yeah. is it's very, very selfish. It's, it's so short-term minded. It's so short-term. And, yeah. and not just that, it's you're, you're basically taking away the best things in the future so that we can have momentary, just fleeting happiness in the present. Thing. Just as a disclaimer... <laughs> I love capitalism. I do too. We're okay. both capitalists. We're, 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 we're huge reformed. capitalists. Yeah. The issue is that the system isn't perfect and it's got a lot of negatives. And yeah. what something I'm so, 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 so passionate about yeah. is introducing um, alchemical capitalism. Yeah. You know? That's well, true. Capitalism that is entirely built on how much of it can we maximize the amount of good and value creation for not just. Um, a company, but all of the community that it affects, and yeah. that being the prioritization of business structures. It's yeah. uh, not just the shareholders, but it's the stakeholders. Everyone who is impacted, right, yeah. owns a stake in the company. Yeah. Well, the, well, I think you can really view it in a sliding scale of how much good it's doing yeah. for the greatest number of people, and then you can look at how bad it is for how bad it's doing. For the, the individual exactly. or the, the sliding scale, yeah. you know, and so one of the things that I think we need to really do as a generation is we've seen how capitalism up to this point, it has not been that long mm-hmm. that capitalism has been around and yes. really been booming. And we, in many ways, it's been, you know, great in terms of getting uh, consolidating resources for innovation. Yeah, there, there are a lot of ways that it's been wonderful, but there's also been a lot of ways that it's been terrible. Yes. Catastrophic, absolutely catastrophic, um, and thinking about how we can how we can add to that. So, for instance, I think sustainability is really important. Let's talk about it here. It's like um, let's talk about water for a minute. So we do things with water that are not sustainable. They they're cheap, short term. You know how can how can we incentivization right now is for the shortest term gratification. You know, think about the fact that we are flushing down in our toilets drinkable water. That we are we are using drinkable water to to actually water our grass. How many things are we using for for drinkable water right right now? That are and and how little of it is actually drinking. No. We we use bottled water, you know, and that's and there's nothing. And, and, and again, I almost want three three. I want to pay three water bills. I want to I want to pay. Uh, drinkable water, clean yeah. water, and that could be at a highest. Again, yeah. water is very cheap in where we are in sure. in the U.S. So it's like that would be a cost, and then at a lower cost of usage would be stuff like that. I'm gonna water my plants with right yeah. utility, or like I would use from a sink to wash uh, pans and use dishes because I have soap there, so it doesn't need to be the the best water in the world. Yeah, that, that cycling process is important. But here's the thing is that- is And then that, I would say toilet water. Toilet you know, water is, and, is- And then I would have a third for like, water only for like, sewage disposal. Yeah, yeah, no. I think that, that like having those layers is really important. I think simplicity is important too. And oh but, my gosh, yeah. But yeah, but I think one of the things is, is that maybe we shouldn't be drinking tap water. And, and okay, so, so, this is a claim that I think maybe we'll have to go into later, just talking about just water in general. But um, it might be to the point to where we should be drinking. We shouldn't be drinking this water that we're that we have out of the tap, anyways. You know that we should be drinking clean um, spring water, and I can get into everything there. There's, there's water a, health, yeah. There's a lot of things that go into actual water. It seems simple, but it's actually really quite. There's a lot involved. But anyway, 
So the whole idea of let's talk about I mean, and this is just a hypothetical. This is something that we could probably yeah. talk about for an entire episode or two episodes. Yeah. Just about um just I about, want to get into like how do we create value then? Yeah, exactly. Um but I think the main the main thing that I just kind of wanted to to reiterate there is um thinking again about how this is impacting us at in, in a grander scale yeah. and also to think in terms of like, well, actually is what we think about creating value actually value? So for instance, in mm-hmm. terms of comfort, just because we're more comfortable now than we ever have been, is that actually a, a value? value or is that actually a disservice? Is It could lead to increased rates of uh, 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 anxiety. Oh, it ended in task yeah. and depression, and yeah. it could and it could lead towards all sorts of other problems that we're having. So I think also there's there's this really important um, characteristic within virtue is to have a spirit of discernment, of mm-hmm. being able to discern these things um, and being able to pull up what actually is value and what what value is actually an illusion. Yeah. What value is actually Something, something that's that's selfishness guised as uh, as being generous, you know, and um, these are these are characteristics this that that we're talking about here that are extremely uh, important in terms of what it means to live well. Um, how can someone be able to discern, you know, what value is? You know, we don't necessarily have to talk about that now. Uh, we could we could go to the next thing, but I think that that's a really important uh, aspect for for yeah. even even a starting point. How can we possibly create value if we can't well, discern what value is? I think there's so many roads that we could spend individual podcasts on. Like uh, discernment is huge. Um, being generous with value distribution, right? And you know, there's a lot of systems that say. Um, that we need to create the most margin possible. Uh, and then there's a, a flip side of, what if you lowered the friction and the conversion gateway to any one event, right? So if we can uh, maximize volume of impact, right? That's another way to go about it versus creating, oh, for me to do this amazing thing for you, you have to pay me a million dollars. You know, what if we take that down to, oh, well, it's actually, you know, a quarter of that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a whole different convo, but I think um, we act the way that we're incentivized. Yeah. You know, and that's... And I think you hit it. It's like we are incentivized for the short-term value creation. Yeah, we right? are. So I, I, I'm kind of into B.F. Skinner. He's a well, behavioralist. I, I have no idea who that is. He's a behavioralist okay. of like the 60s or so. Okay. Um, and one of the things that he believed is he believed that we could ultimately understand all... Um, animal behavior in terms of reward and punishment, mm-hmm. right? And he th- he thought that this also applies to humans. So it's like an extension of Pavlov's dog, kind of thing. Exactly, it is Pavlov's dog. Oh, they 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 are the, they're the behavioralists. Um, but to so the whole idea of of that we're trying to avoid um, harm and trying to go towards the good um, is a really important thing and. Really, we have to think, how is the current system that we're in, mm-hmm. how is it rewarding behavior? Is it rewarding good behavior and punishing bad behavior? Because that's the best system. The best system is the one in which the, the, the very best behavior, the one that, that is uh, enhancing, let's, let's say, m- moving us towards an awakening state, um, getting, getting the, glo- the globe and healing the earth. Um, getting people and, and healing all those people, you know, doing all those things, that's the best system. Um, are, we, are we incentivizing that? It doesn't seem like that to me. It seems like the, the system rewards short-term benefit. It rewards um, trying to just gratify quick mm-hmm. senses through, um, through pleasure or through comfort, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we... How much of what we're doing is because we don't want to 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 feel, you know, the horrible aspects of being homeless or, you know, not having the job exactly that we want yeah. or not being able to provide all the nice things. And these are things that now we look around and we're like, everybody has this. But it's like, well, 
let's back up here. Let's think about human history. These are things that people have had forever. For, for millennia, you look at most of human history, people haven't had these comforts. Were they less happy or were they more happy? You know, were they more fulfilled? Because that's really what we want to get to. Was, was, were they living in a way, a lifestyle, that allowed for them to reach heights um, of what it means to, to be uh, in the good life, eudaimonia? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or are we in that? It certainly seems to me, if we look objectively, that we're making ourselves miserable. We, not only are we making... I would, here's the thing, though. It's like I would almost suggest the opposite. It, for the same reason that I say that we don't execute people in circuses anymore, um, sure. we also have the ability to distribute that information more than we ever had. That's so, a good point. Yeah. So um, the everyday peasant in Germany during the you know 800 AD, right? Yeah. How are they going to learn about eudaimonia? Here's something that I want. How's the the person on a Vietnamese island, like? And that's a specific. I mean, that's a specific environment that we're talking about there. Well, that's a whole, I mean, that's talking, a whole different thing. So, so like, even, even if we're talking that, about the distribution of the Bhagavad Gita, right? Like, it doesn't matter what the social so distribution of knowledge yeah. is much is much better. But let's talk about. Uh, I I do agree with that. But let's talk about actual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you think that lifestyle is better? And, and the main thing, I'm not thinking about human history that goes that far back. To me, when I think about what we've evolved to do, because these are all, really when you think about it in a grand scale, these are really new things. Yeah. These are all new paradigms. I'm talking when you go back, we were in the hunter-gatherer. Yeah. You know, were we happier during that time? Because again, that's, that's what we, we in many ways adapted to be able to do. You look at a lot of the things that make us happy, tight knit communities make us happy. That's, that's a hunter gatherer thing. Mm-hmm. You, you look at other things that make us happy. It's, it's actually feeling a state of, of discomfort a lot of times causes a state, a state of happiness. Have groups on the internet who feel the exact same way. Okay, so they've been able to create an environment that allows for that. But that, that again, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a wonderful thing, and we should be, we should be uh, having more and more rewards for those kinds of things. But loneliness is becoming a pandemic. That's true. It's, it's loneliness and anxiety are, 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 are washing us, uh, not just as a nation, but also globally. Yeah. And so that's something that we really need to think about. These are, and again, all of the- East city, Asia, it's horrible. Yeah, and all of the issues that we're facing right now are, are particularly moments within like today, you know, yeah. within, within just this specific time. This isn't, this isn't just gone. Climate change isn't something that's, that, that is just a human problem. It's a, it's a capitalistic problem. And maybe I shouldn't even say capitalistic, but it's it's really a modern economy problem because you know I don't what's think the problem? what's the problem? Uh, climate change. Climate. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So climate change, and, and maybe it's not just well, capitalism because you, you have China too that's involved in I don't know because Ch- is China uh, China isn't is China capitalistic? I don't know if you. It's I a, think they're opportunistic. Um, but anyways, it's it's maybe it's maybe I don't know. I think that. climate change has affected. It. It's like it's the reason why we stop being hunter gatherers. You transition from an ice age into a temperate yeah. climate with lots of access to fresh glacier water. Like you know, all of a sudden, like a different happiness is possible. So I think, I think a different survival is possible. Uh, you're in your right, but I think I really want to define the difference between like. Happiness as an emotion and happiness as an a state human, of being. Yeah, human flourishing. Yeah, and so I think that's where we can get. That's a whole thing. Ways. This is, I, and and it seems to me that as we keep unraveling this, I didn't realize how it was here. Yeah, you know, we were we kind of started this and we were we had a different plan for how this was gonna go, but yeah. uh, we've been we've been kind of derailing it the whole time. But um, so I think what we need to do is we'll we'll do a second episode on skill building. But let's just kind of final, like, end with, like, how do we create value and how do you take that? And where, like, where do you go from there? Yeah, maybe this episode we could just say is, is uh, how do you address what value actually is?
mm-hmm. instead of creating. So, so uh, actually, so we you want to do? I'm pointing off camera to the uh, the outline here that we made. So you just want to do this down next time? Yeah. Okay. Let's do another video. Let's do another one on that. But I think right now, I think this is a we could finish up the conversation here on how to actually have discernment for value because that's yeah. kind of been what we've been talking about. Yeah, we are at an hour. So, yeah, um, we have 30 more minutes maybe. Well, I think uh, discernment of value. So, so I, I think that's just being reflective of impact. Exactly. Yeah, and change. Empathy, I think empathy is a really big thing. I yeah. think also having a concern for the future, it's a, it's a really big issue. Um, yeah, so, so getting to a point to where we actually do have a sense of, of knowledge about that. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can jump into the next thing. Are you sure? Because I was about to take a picture of it and like... Let's, let's jump into it. I think, do you think we could do it in 30 minutes? Okay, if you have 30 minutes, I thought, uh, you know, we're, it's almost 1 o'clock. Uh, yeah, we might want to take a, even like a 15 minute walk yeah. to kind of just like wrap up our wrap thoughts. Up. So I think, I think we're at a good spot. I think ending with like, because uh, what we're dancing around audience, sorry to kind of leave you hanging in this, is whether or not we get into how do we create value, the steps of that, and then getting into, so then how do you then maximize return, right? What is a a system around value creation? What does that look like? Um, Once you know how to do it, it's more of, you know, do you want to know how to fish or do you want to run a fishing company, right? Um, and so if we're going to look at within creating that within ourselves is how do we efficiently uh, create as much value as possible, then there's ways to build out that system. So we're looking at you know, how do we create value and then how do we systematically scale it. I think you know, either both of those are their own podcast or at the very least, I think we have really kind of shown what value is, why it's important, what the impact is different roads we can take in investigating different nuances. And, um, you know, I think this is a great opportunity to extend, you know, a hand to the audience and say, you know, there's obviously so much here. Tell us what you want to know most. And we can sit, do a little bit of our own research and talk about it and bring you into that conversation. Yeah. So what I'd like, my challenge for you this week is... You're speaking to me or the audience? No, to the audience. You guys, my challenge for you guys is, and I'm, we're going to be doing the same thing, is start to really look at the value added and start to, to ask yourself, what are, the, what, is, what are all the aspects of this? What are the, what's the good that I've never seen before? What's the neutral that I've never seen? What's the bad? How are things impacting? What is this doing to the whole? You know, um, and, and noticing these things. And if chance you find something that you have a passion for and you have an act for then you might just then find um, that's possibly the best blessing um, and this an ability to I'm be so able to we're ending on this yeah uh, you'll find an ability to add value to something so uh, and you know you never know when something that is bad could flip to something that's good mm. something that's bad of, of oh you know the way that we do you want to, do you want to quote the Buddha on your, fa- your favorite quote that's okay no, um, no come on no, no one knows w- whether anything is good or bad we're not going to get into that because that's a whole different conversation um, I don't want to I don't want to end on a question uh, like that but um, so, so that's my challenge look around and I think what you're going to find is that there is, there are so many things, items, um, and you can go abstract um, of, of what are the values that we have, or what's the what's the what is the actual um, what are the what are the policies that are in place? How are things taxed? You know, all of these things um, that that are established right now, every single one of them can be changed. Um, and so seeing how they're impacting people, is it, is it good for the poor? Is it good for the rich? Is it good for the middle class? What, what's the reason why this, this thing is in, is in existence? And um, ultimately, how can it be different? 
And the greatest thing that I want to leave you guys with is this. Reality comes from our minds, comes from other people's minds. Um, we create reality through our imagination. And so when we can, uh, when we can address what, how things are outside and then use our imagination to be able to create a, a new world, um, that's, I think that's when you get to the next level. That's when we really begin on our philo philosophical quest. There we go. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on the Philosopher's Quest podcast. Uh, I'm Ram. I'm Patrick. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week and keep moving forward. Bye.